And Boba Fett. What's up, bro? Yeah, you know, it's the uh, it's the M-bomb effect over here, as you can see on the screen. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I figured I figured I'd kind of shoot it at the shoot it at the gate just from the start and be like, hey, I just want this to be pretty chill and pretty like no expectations going into it. Um, but I'd hope that you'd feel very comfortable and very welcome and seen and heard and Let's just kind of let's kind of talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. You're you're pretty from from what I've checked out, your podcast is pretty like <laughs> like pretty talk heavy. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty talk and topic heavy. Yeah. And uh, um <clears throat> yeah, it can it can get heavy. So <laughs> I figured I figured we could just kind of cuz eventually we were talking about doing some kind of any kind of collaboration at all. I figured I I have you on here and we talk about it, but let's pretend let's, let's start out. Let's do something different and pretend from the start that this is your show and you're, and you're chatting with me about the stuff you'd chat about with your guests. All right. Yeah. I'm open to anything, man. I'm just, uh, <clears throat> I'm here for the good times. You know, my wife asked me when I want to go where I want to go for uh, dinner or whatever. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just along for the ride. I'm, I'm here for the good times. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't matter to me. Always did having you, a good time. Did you did you watch the the AW pay per view this weekend? You know, sadly, I did not. Um, <laughs> we were, I know, and I, I we were hanging out with the in laws, and I wanted I wanted to get it, but I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I think all elite needs to get an elite streaming service. I think Bleacher Report really sucks. I think Fight TV would be the way to go all around the board instead of just outside the U.S. Because the last time I actually paid fifty dollars for one of their pay per views. I had the worst experience. I was at my parents' house. We were going to watch it. And like half the screen was showing. And I'm like, well, what the hell, man? I'm, I'm supposed to like, I want to see it. I want to see full screen. And yeah. I, I had to go and uh, circle jerk around. I had to go grab a laptop. My, my, my mom actually had to go grab her laptop. I had to go on there. And that thing was slow as hell. So um, hop, skip, and a jump later, we were able to watch Revolution, I, be I believe it was called. Right? Revolution, was it? So that's one yeah. of the pay-per-views that they have. Yeah. So, so is is there a high demand for for like like call out for from AEW fans for for this kind of thing happening? Like is it something that a lot of people are have reported? You know, uh yeah, I actually jumped on Twitter at that point in time and people were complaining then. And then this past weekend when AEW was on with uh the latest pay-per-view um definitely definitely heard some things from friends actually my buddy uh jerry motions he's uh he was watching it and or no he said there was a lot of people complaining about it and i'm just like yep yeah, this is uh not good not good aew you you have solid ppvs but you don't have you know, streaming services it's it's the funny thing is it's like you have the people who are willing to put the money down Right. On on this, people are uh, committed enough to the intellectual property to to spend money. Right. When like let's let's be reliable all across the board on that. 
you'd think, right? I mean, these are a multi-billion dollar uh, company and they just, some reason, just cannot get it right with the stream. I don't know what it is about Bleacher Report, why they have a, uh, a hold on the balls, so to speak. They like, got them by their balls for America. And I'm just like, can, can we just get the fight TV? That's the one that everybody wants. And it works in Europe and all that, so why not, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you nailed it in the first idea, saying that they need their own sort of service for that. Yeah. Like, if it's just like, if you're going to be getting the pay-per-view anyway why can't you just get did, is it now is it also i mean forgive me for not knowing but can you also buy it through your pay-per-view like outlet from your house like i think so and we have spectrum here they uh merged with i think it was comcast and time warner years a couple of years ago and the, yeah they i think you can get it through the uh the cable provider but, you know, for me, it's like I would rather just like like with WWE, for, ex for uh, example, you can just get Peacock and you can watch WrestleMania, Backlash, all that stuff. And AEW, it's like it's complete like you got to bend over backwards just to get a pay-per-view on your TV. Um, so I don't know. It's It's interesting to see what they'll do. I hope they figure it out. I think that uh, if there's enough, well, you know, it's funny, man. It's, it's like the wrestling business hasn't had such a fall, like has, hasn't had such a far fall from like viewership. Right. It's like right now would be the time where you'd want to like hook new fans in and having an unreliable, unreliable source yeah. to get your products that, over deliver yeah like the pay-per-views are always something people are are really happy to spend money on yeah absolutely so a see, reliable a source will be important well let's see the i, I want to see them come out with their own like <clears throat> network or something you know and with wwe that that kind of went down the drain didn't it? they sold it to peacock and i think only it's in the united states where you can get like through peacock but I think the WWE network still exists outside of the United States. But with that being said, all elite wrestling should just go their own separate route, just get their own standalone uh, service. Well, like that, was, that has like ring of honor on it. Cause it's owned by the same place now. Right. Tony Khan, but um, ring of honor, which honestly that that was eye opening, And I actually want to see him do more with that. I mean, why not have a whole library of all the old stuff? I'm talking like CM Punk, winning the ring of honor championship and then completely crapping on it <laughs> and then just signing the WWE contract on the belt, like stuff like that. That's been cataloged. You can, you can air this on your own streaming service. You own the rights to this now. So I would love to see that happen. I'm pretty sure it's down the pipeline. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm hoping to see that. That, that would, that would be interesting to see. I would really, I would really like to see it. I, I mean, I would I would definitely pay for it. I would pay to support that 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 platform starting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a like a real fan. I think that that's something that wrestling doesn't have as much of these days. Real fans? There it does. It does, but then like then like it doesn't. It's it's strange because like the numbers used to be like three or four million people watched it on in the week. Right. 
or like even more than that. And now it's like less than a million are watching it. And it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Is this a clean or dirty show? Can I, can I, can I drop an F-bomb? What's an F-bomb? You know. Uh, no, go ahead. Say whatever you want to say, man. What the fuck is going on with the wrestling fan community? I mean, for okay, so I'm pretty sure you're aware. But apparently, Tay Conti, Sammy Guevara having death threats. And then, of course, before that, Alexa Bliss having some death threats. I mean, I understand some people can be passionate about this whole thing. But, like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? I had not heard those those pieces of news. So yeah, Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti are having death are getting death threats on them. Yeah, so some uh, lunatic psychopath on Twitter, because you know that's that's where all the fucking lunatics are on Twitter. They they eat, sleep, shit Twitter. Um, apparently he's upset because they're dating, and something along the lines of he's gonna kill Sammy Guevara, then kill himself because. He wants Tay, and it's she's you know he's obsessed with her, and she's like he's like you ruined our future together, you know, and she's gonna be mine. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, homie? I'm like, it's it's still real to him, damn it! Like the the, the delusions that exist in the mind of incels sometimes. Yeah. I like that I, word you use because it's true. There there are incels, yes. Right. It's it's um it's it's very much like yes, sure. What the f is wrong with the with the wrestling fans in the community? But like, there's just there's just garbage people in every in every type every type of subcategory there is. Yeah, there's gonna be ugh, pieces of shit. It's unfortunate, man. Like the, the wrestling community can get some bad shit, like bad raps on certain things already. But then you got this crap going on. You know, people complaining about you know AEW. Uh, Hiring all the old WWE washouts. It's like, okay, well, okay. If you're an AEW fan, which I am, I think AEW is pretty damn good. Um, I don't see that being completely true. I mean, of course, if you didn't watch the pay-per-view, I'm sure you watched the pay-per-view, right? Yeah, CM mm-hmm. Punk winning the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. That was incredible. That was the right choice. That was the right move. I think. I think that that match wasn't either one of the guys' best matches. Like, no, probably for sure. For I've sure. seen highlights. Like, like uh, Hangman's first match against Daniel Bryan was probably yeah. probably the 30-minute the one. That was probably yes. the best match that he had as champion. Uh, the, 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 it just felt like, and I, I, I like Hangman, so like, don't take this as me bashing him, but it feels like them giving him the title feels to me the same way it does to go like I, to go work for a promoter and the promoter's like, oh well, I I promised this guy I was gonna give him the belt, so I have to give it to him. Yeah, I, I know I'm not gonna be. I know I probably don't have the most popular opinion, but I'm just not sold on Hangman yet. I don't I don't think it was the proper time, so to speak. I think the chase. I think his chase for the title was better than his reign. So, you know what I mean? Like it just, there was more to it. And then after he, you know, got the title and all that, it's like, okay, flatline. And that's it. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's had a de- couple decent matches, you know, but it's like, I mean, with Rex, for instance, that hardcore match they had was freaking insane, but I don't Rex, know. Who was his name? Tyler Rex or is it, I don't know. I'm just getting, getting lost. Cause you know, some, are you talking about 
You're talking about with uh, the he was Vance Archer at one Lance, point. Lance Hoyt. Lance, yeah, I don't know. I get the mur murder things. hawk monster. Murder well, that hawk. that yeah. that uh, Tyson Rex or Tyrone Rex or whatever the freaking person's name was that was in WWE. It was just some like TV enhancement talent jobber dude. <laughs> Uh, he just he had like he was like insanely ripped and had like dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Maybe was, that's like, why I got confused with him. Yeah. Super super fake tan. And then that person has now transitioned to a uh, female. Oh, recently, recently. So I mean, if you I don't know I don't know what what her name is now, but uh, I'm gonna is say she still no, no. Oh, I'm also I, I at least I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm I'm. I'm not the authority on what Tyson Rex or Tyler Rex or whatever the interchangeable job ass generic wrestling name that this person has. I, I have to say I did, w, I did extra work in WWE in 2009. Okay. Every, everybody was nice to me except for that person. So fuck, fuck you. You're not a nice person either way. Oh really? They were a piece of junk. Oh yeah. Fuck. Jesus like, Christ. man. Screamed in the, like, Okay, before you go there, everybody yeah. tells you, be careful with everything you do because somebody's always watching you. Somebody's right. always watching you, and um, and I I uh, I saw a, a friend of mine. I just said hi to my friend, and then I said hi to him like two seconds later, and then I then I like walked away to the other side of what the, like this loading dock was. Yeah, and the and the guy screams out, "Don't quit your day job!" Like. Uh, like don't quit your day job at me and i was like is anybody watching that <laughs> is anybody watching but yes god damn asshole so <clears throat> with that i mean i just want i'm in, i'm interested to see like you worked backstage right so you did some things backstage yes um who did you meet and were they did they suck were they nice I mean, like CM Punk, did you meet him? CM Punk, I had met him on the Indies back in 2003. Okay. And of course he didn't remember me because I was just a little kid when he met me the first time. Right. But when I when I met him in WWE in 2009, he was super nice to me. And he like really went out of his way to come and talk to me and thank me for being there. And really, awesome. really, really, really same with um johnny nitro went way out of his way um big show kane all Dude, went really out of their way to be extra nice and um what about taker take i mean i think whatever it was the only thing uh i caught taker was like when he went to go do the like we were all because it was in dc the one show okay so, the one show we did was in DC and you had to have like a physical before and you had to have like a, a DC wrestling license. Yeah. And we had to like um show this doctor that the DC wrestling license and whatever it was, he just like came in from eating or something. So he, he was like, I can't tell you what my weight is. Cause I just, uh, like, I just <laughs> full up. But then like, he was like, maybe I would say he was maybe the one I was like the most like starstruck over. Yeah, like just from like the pre, just from like the seeing from a distance, not even like up close, because I didn't freak out and go ah. But uh, in in the back of my head, I was doing ah. There it is. But <laughs> yeah. but but um, 
I, when I was in the ring, when I was in the ring, uh, sitting at the commentator table. Yeah. And this is, I don't know if I've ever told these stories, these stories publicly, but here I am at the commentary table. There was, um, John Cena, Shawn Michaels, Triple H and Michael Cole. And, uh, uh, and I was in the ring, like doing stuff with um, Shad, Chad Gaspar, and R.I.P. Man, Jeez. and um, uh, Yoshi Tatsu. Remember Yoshi Tatsu? And, I do. I remember him. He was cool. I liked and, him. And Jamie Noble, Jamie Noble, like gave me like a swift kick in my leg, and was like, "Don't sell it." And I'm like. <laughs> don't sell this but it hurts <laughs> it's like yeah just don't sell it and i was like you gotta, you gotta embrace the hurt and then and then they, he went to get, wrap me up in some some weird submission and his boot hit me across, right across my eye so i was walking around with a big old ouchie ouchies but yeah man it was um cm punk and undertaker match at wrestlemania 2013 oh yeah, there you go that's a great shirt yeah, man, that was one of my favorite uh, Undertaker matches. I, I know that maybe not everybody liked that match, but I thought it was pretty damn good. I thought the the build with Paul Heyman as Paul Bearer with the 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 urn and the ashes, what a way to build a match! With, yeah, he, to make it look like somebody man. it might beat Undertaker. Right. No, exactly. And that that built the draw of what that built the draw of what that undertaker match at that wrestlemania was yeah the and mind games with the dead man from cm punk it was like a legitimate like okay he had a threat to end the streak and of course as we all know undertaker wins that match mm -hmm. what's your thoughts and i i know everybody's going to say the same thing usually but what's your thoughts on brock lesnar taking the streak away from the undertaker uh if anyone in the world if anyone in the world would have done it, it had to be Brock Lesnar. You think so? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was the it was the move. Like who who else but Brock Lesnar would could break that streak? I know people who, were saying that Roman Reigns should have been the one. Potato, potato. It's the same, right? Same but different. Do they really need to push? No. But are they legitimate? You know, opponents to end the streak. Absolutely. Like Roman now, not 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 force fed baby face Roman. No, that, now. No, no. Heel. But Roman now. Who, yes. Heel Roman now. Surely break the streaks. Yes. Uh, but when it comes when it comes to, when it came to his match against Taker at WrestleMania, it was uh, that. that that doesn't measure up to the impact of Brock Lesnar beating Undertaker and ending the streak. No, I actually thought it was a bad idea that Roman would go over Undertaker at that WrestleMania because like, I don't know. It kind of defeats the whole like streak being broken in a sense, mm -hmm. but I mean, I don't know. Maybe I think differently. I just think that, uh, like you said, Roman, then it, it just, it's not, I wouldn't say believable, right? I don't know. Just you're still new, kind of. Yeah, like he he was like. I want to say I'm a huge fan of Roman from the start. Like I've he's never had a bad match, as far as I'm concerned. I've never seen him and been like he's bad. Never once. I thought Roman was good this whole entire time. Yeah. Uh, but now 
but now this Roman is what they should have allowed him to be 10 years ago. Absolutely. Not the, uh, not the watered down, still having the shield music, still wearing shield clothes, coming out with cheesy lines that they wrote for them because the writers don't know how to write shit. Now he can make up anything he wants and he does a great job doing it. Yeah. We acknowledge the suffering succotash. <laughs> acknowledge the suffering succotash. Dude, I love uh, it, man. I think this is the Roman Reigns that everybody wanted to see. Mm-hmm. But yeah. and now and I guess now his uh his reign is kind of because he's like however long he is universal champion and now you uh universal and and WWE. world WWE champion, whatever they just um united them or what is the you unified them yeah unified them so now and, it's the undisputed championship i'm guessing like that yeah, in their eyes yeah undisputed universal champion of the world yeah. <laughs> the universe and the world i i miss the old undisputed title belt like that design was the best one they had in my opinion what and, what name do you automatically associate that with undertaker Big Undertaker. Evil, 2002, beating RVD's ass for coming out before him because he disrespected him. Like, those are the good times, man. Like, the, you know, the ruthless aggression era. I mean, I know everybody loves the Attitude Era. Don't get me wrong, it was a great era. But the ruthless aggression era had some very memorable moments, and I, I absolutely fucking miss it. I really do. Uh, how, how old are you? I'm 31. Okay, I thought we had that conversation. I thought we had that discussion. I was trying to think of like when when was your first when was your first like all right, this this business has its hooks on me and I am I'm for sure a fan forever now. Oh god, the 90s. You know, my dad was huge. You know, he would watch WCW Monday Nitro. Then Raw would be on, and it's just like going back and forth. You know, Stone Cold's kicking Vince McMahon's ass on Raw. WCW, you got the NWO taking over everything. And then, of course, the Polka Doom and all that shit. So um, I absolutely loved uh, – I fell in love with wrestling, you know, and I just – I was like, man, this is, uh, this is a great thing to just watch, you know, and just the stories that were told inside and outside the ring and all that stuff, you know, the characters – so that just drew me to the whole wrestling industry, just just watching it. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's had its hooks on me for a very long time. <laughs> what are if if you had to show if you had to show five matches, five matches to somebody who was not a wrestling fan at all to try to convert them into a wrestling fan? What would those matches be? First one right off the bat, Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker for the Undisputed title, Monday Night Raw, 2002, back in that July. That was one of my favorite ones of all time. Very memorable, actually. Um, then, of course, let's see. There's a lot There's a lot of different matches. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. 2002 and 2003 had some really good matches. Oh, God. Uh what else would there be? Hardcore matches. I love hardcore matches. Those were cool. You know, you had McFoley going through the uh, edge and McFoley at the WrestleMania, <clears throat> um, the, the the fire tape, the table with you know the fire and all that. Twenty five. Yeah, I think it was twenty five. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that was a good match. Um, 
are we are we talking on WWE, AEW, outside, you know, everywhere, anywhere? And uh, Terry Funk, McFoley in that uh, death match that they had, with the explosives and all that. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dope. I mean, right. stuff like that. Uh, God, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 21. Can't go wrong with that. I'm sorry, that was 19. My bad. WrestleMania 19. Um, still can't believe he uh got concussed after that shooting star press, man. That was, that was scary. Yeah, I, I, remember, like him, man. I remember watching that when it happened to me. Like, um, I hope he's gonna be okay, right? Right, <laughs> um. And uh, I gotta, I gotta include something more recent. I would say CM Punk versus MJF. The Dude, story. that they, they had. I was watching. I was watching Double or Nothing with my girlfriend the other day. Just I think the buy-in was what when she was over. The buy-in was on, and we were watching that. And okay. the the footage of of Punk in the in the collar with the blood. She's like. That's all real blood. Yeah. It's like, yep. Yeah, it's just, she's like, how about that? <laughs> the story, you know, and, and ever since like, and then, but even before CM Punk even sh- was on scene in the AEW uh, realm, MJF just always reminded me of old school heel CM Punk. I'm better than you. Just the, the promos he caught, all that stuff. Just, it, it really rang out to me. Like, that's what CM Punk used to be when he was up and coming in his twenties. And so when CM Punk came on to uh rampage and all that for the first time, I'm like, finally, it can finally happen. These two awesome storytellers, both really good in the ring. I'm like, all right, let's, let's make it happen. So when they finally started having these two do a program together, I was like, this is where it's going to happen. This is what's going to be like one of the most dream, like the dream match is actually coming true. So that was a really good match when they actually had that match. And uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking bloody, wasn't it? <laughs> do you, do you keep up on like dirt sheets and uh, room like internet rumors uh, on on pro wrestling? Like for sure, when I was a kid, I really did. Uh, when I was a kid, I really always read the dirt sheets, and I wanted to always know all that information. I used to call, and this is like this is pre podcasts. This is this was podcasts to me. I would call these free like recorded hotlines and they would be like, Oh, this week on the wrestling rumor mill, blah, 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 blah. Like this was pre This was what podcasts were to me. It was calling <laughs> these, these free, free uh, recorded lines when they were talking about wrestling news. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. I used to, you know, they had backstage wrestling and all that. And I know wrestle zone still up, but I, uh, I stopped doing it. First of all, I try to avoid spoilers as much as possible because I want to be surprised. You know, there's always, you know, you got somebody out there, they they come out like, oh, so-and-so is coming to AEW or they're making the return or Legends coming out of retirement. I'm just like, I would rather be surprised like I was back in the day before all this nonsense. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still nice to have there, but. I, I kind of have a different approach to spoilers and stuff. And anybody who listens to my show will have heard me tell this story a million times. But like, I I've been in the spoiler business since I was a teenager. You okay. know what I mean? Like I would walk into a locker room at a wrestling show and see the lineup and see who was underlined and see how much time they had. So I knew that the matches were only going to last this long, this long, and this person was winning that person. 
And I knew all that before it ever even happened. So it's not like I would know that information and then not still go be entertained by watching those matches happen live. So I'd rather, like, if I hear about something or if I see a spoiler on something, I'm still going to see it. I'm still going to enjoy it for what it is. And especially, especially now that I can recognize the art form of it. And and the 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 mechanics of it and the techniques uh, more now as being somebody who's been on this side of the barricade uh, versus the fan side of the barricade for a good amount of my life. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I understand that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I I haven't been on that side, which you know, in some aspect, I wish I was. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really nice as a fan's uh, perspective just to like be surprised. And like when Edge came back and all that during that Royal Rumble, I'm like, holy shit, he's actually back. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard rumblings around the the dirt sheets and all that. Like, oh, you he, heard you heard, Roy, you heard Royal Rumblings? Yeah, Royal Rumblings. You know, stomach rumblings, <laughs> all that stuff. You know, especially when you eat bad Chinese or something like that. It's uh, not a good thing. But when Edge came out, it was a great thing. And it was explosive, just like it was in the toilet. Dude, did you watch? Did you watch his face? In that oh, yeah. his face told the entire story. Like you're watching it and you like see him get right to the end of like him doing this th- side, this side, this side, and then coming to the back and going, Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Emotion I'm about to have an emotional dump if I don't if I don't if I don't take control here. Like yeah. you, you saw him look like, Oh god, I'm gonna cry right now. You oh. wanted to, you know he did. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You you felt that. Uh and that's something not 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 even just not a lot of people most people have no idea what it's like to experience something like that like to well not saying most people nobody knows right nobody knows at all what it's like to go through what he went through and right. be able to come back and he didn't financially he doesn't have to do it no he said He's good. Right. It's 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 in it becomes like in so inside of who you are, and it becomes like it, it it like wraps up what your identity is, and it's like, and I think at a certain point, when it, when it comes to me at least, I, the many times I try to step away from it, I don't want to say many times. I would say you know all through what 2018 I tried to step away from it. Uh, I just. I was like, this is this is who I am, and this is what I know, and this is like, I don't, I, I don't see me not doing this. Like, I don't, right. I, I don't see me being me if I'm not doing all of the things that have made me who I am and getting better at those things. Right. And the only way I can get better is if I'm learning and teaching at the same time. So if I can, if I can work with somebody and teach them a new way of looking at things or showing them how, and and it sounds, it sounds, it sounds like it's some sort of arrogance, but like, this is, let me say, I've earned some of this. (laughs) I'm, 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 I'm talking myself off of a, off of a a non-humble place. But if I can work with somebody and teach them a way of doing something they never do, then I'll then I can have in my moment 
See, that's how you do it. Ah, see, ah, like you, when you get trained to do this line of work, when you get trained to be a wrestler, you get taught how to do the stuff, but you don't get taught everything. Everything that you learn, you learn on your own and you learn the most by doing. I'd say that I learned more from, I learned more from being out on the, on the, uh, on the very independent level, um, by myself, without without um, my trainers teaching me that, I had to learn all that on my own. And uh, that's what I want to kind of pass that through me, if I can, when I get into matches with somebody. And um, I, I've been making the joke for a really long time. It's like I'm the guy that teaches you how to be over, so you can go be over in on the big shows and forget my name forget my number (laughs) whatever dude that's if that's my if that's my contribution to what the business is yeah at least at least um at least i'll 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 know at least i will know it's not like i need your your blessings or your shout outs or whatever because i'm still out here beating my drum yeah Beating my drum. So, <clears throat> what's your um? You having a goal? Like, do you have a company you would want to shoot for? At the end of the day. Um, it's strange, man, because I, 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 I just um. I. I want to be able to wrestle and make a living off of it i would like that to be what happens eventually if not if not be a part of the the business where i can make money from my knowledge from the business uh and and i don't i don't think it'll be the wwe doesn't seem like it's the place to go anymore I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know much about the backstage ins and outs of, of it, but, you know, from all the grumblings that have happened over the years with, you know, people, talent leaving there and going to AEW or just on the independent scene and then just completely talking to, I mean, look at Sasha Banks and, and Bianca Belair. I don't mm-hmm. know what's happening there. Like, that's one thing about the dirt sheets I do like to read. Like, something like that that happens, I want to know more about. Like, okay, they just up and left, dropped their titles on the desk of John Laurinaitis and said, hey, Peace out, out of here, home fry. Like that's what they did. Like, I don't know. But then again, can you believe everything that the company says when it happens? Like, apparently, so what they said was they did it during the show, but then there was other sources saying that they did it before the show even started. I don't know. It's up in the air. So whatever happens, happens. I guess with that. But I know I, that I, uh, they're on bad terms. I mean, I'm kind of when it comes to that sort of thing. I'm kind of. I'm I'm sort of right in the middle on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of right on the right in the middle on that one because there's no denying that Sasha Banks is a once in a generation talent. That that type of people don't come around. She just True. headlined WrestleMania. She 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 saw this decision as something that wasn't going to be benefited benefiting her career her, or her partner's yeah. career. Yeah. So um she 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 
made a decision or she expressed how she felt and right. people were automatically being defensive and being like, hey, you're, you don't have a problem when you're winning. So automatically invalidating, invalidating the fact that like she was unhappy with the direction they were trying to take her in. Right. That, that's like <clears throat> um, the, this person, this person isn't somebody who, who like you just can plug and play and go like this is somebody who because of who they are made all these moves go the way they went yeah well they're ambitious they want to wrestle it's like when people are like well they're getting paid if they're not getting used they're sitting home getting paid it's like but that's not the point and you you know you're a professional wrestler you know you want to get in the ring you don't want to just sit home and collect the paycheck what good Um, is that right i I, dude if if somebody was going to give me a paycheck to sit at home I mean, no, I understand that part, but like, you know, this is a this is a desire to to do like, to 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 do your craft. No, you know? for sure, for sure. And, I mean, when, when I when I think about it, and I go like, I in okay, so I got into wrestling. My first time I ever stepped into a wrestling ring was 1998, and I okay. was 14 years old. Uh, and now, 23 years later, I've never made a living off of wrestling. I've never, I've never gotten checks that could could pay all my bills. I've never gotten uh, good paydays. Like uh, I don't, I, I would like at some point to have my contributions uh, lend towards me uh, getting an opportunity to, to take the ball and run with it. And someone can believe me when I do it. Right. And, um, it, it, it seems like it all is breakout moments on anything. Everything is the right person in the right place, the right time. And everybody who's ever got any opportunities, I don't want to compare myself to them because they all are different. Right. None of them, none of them are me. No podcaster is me. No pro wrestler is me. No stand-up comedian is me. That's all. That's all this guy. Nobody yeah. else can. Nobody else can be that. Just like nobody else can be you. Right. And I, I'm. I have to. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's a strange thing because I get myself on both sides of it. I get myself in the in the like dig myself out of like feeling sorry for myself shit, <laughs> being victim to. Uh, beating my body up, taking taking so many bumps for so yeah. many years, and having nothing nothing to show for it monetarily, monetarily having nothing to show for it. Uh, as far as far as experience points, fuck yeah, I've got tons of experience points. I I've had I've had so many good life lessons taught to me through the wrestling business. Almost everything I am and everybody I know. Uh, everything anybody can ever learn from me has something to do with how I might be able to relate back to a lesson I learned through the, this, this industry. Yeah. You know, whether it was, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, whether it was being on this side of the barricade or being on the side of the TV screen. Yeah. And just watching it, being a wrestling fan has taught me so much stuff, like tons of, tons of like world stuff i wouldn't have even known i wouldn't have even known some of the stuff if it had not been for like uh, 
wrestlers with those gimmicks in the WWF when I was a kid or in WCW when I was a kid. Right. So, so, uh, it, it, it's so easily, so easily, uh, invalidated by going like oh you don't you know that stuff's fake uh, <laughs> like bro if if that's what you're focusing on right now like right. you you got you gotta you gotta go check out what you're watching man yeah like this new <laughs> fucking got- movie that came out top gun it's like you tell all those people that go stand in line waiting for their tickets be like hey you know that movie's fake right they're no they're not really uh not really uh flying planes and killing each other right they're not flying no planes no <laughs> planes flown but they're still watching the fucking movie and they don't care. You could tell them they're, it's a fake movie all you want, and they're still going to be like, well, it's a fucking good movie. Well, what about wrestling? Why, what's the difference? I, I think the difference is that uh, I think that some sort of stigma existed that people had to grow out of being a wrestling fan. Like somehow that's for children. No. And, and uh, a lot of people just buckled to that pressure. And... Uh, Man. They missed out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, that's that's a shitty mindset. Like, oh, it's for kids. Now, granted, after Chris Benoit and all that stuff, WWE did kind of go down the childish uh, PG era. Don't get me wrong; that <laughs> still bothers me to this day. John Cena was basically playing the part of Barney, and I just was not having it, bro. Fine. How cool? How cool would it be? Honestly. <laughs> Picture this in your head when I say it. I already how think cool, I know where this is going. How cool would it be if Hangman Page started wearing jorts and sneakers <laughs> and yeah. bright neon colors? Could you imagine? Copyright. <laughs> that motherfucker's <laughs> stolen valor, John Cena. Oh, if man. Because I feel like the, it, it, it connects with more people because more people can have fun right. with yeah. John Cena. More people with the, with the cowboy thing. Cool. It's got the prestige of cowboys in wrestling for as long as cowboys have been in wrestling. Right. But like Bob Orton, like, bro, you're too, you're too handsome. <laughs> well, yeah. When you think of cowboys in wrestling, yeah. you think of Bob Orton, like big, ugly bruisers. Yeah. yeah. Like <clears throat> not, um, Long hair blonde guys, you know, that are are handsome and in in just you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah, like you said, it's just no. It doesn't it's work. It's hard to relate to. It's that's why I said, like, the way that John Cena related, like, no little kid can look at John Cena and be like, I can get abs like that. My pecs can be that big. They'd be like, Yeah, I got jorts like that, and I wear right. sneakers, armbands and shit. Yeah, I could do that. I I could buy one of those shirts for 21 bucks. Or however or much know. they are, 25 bucks. Or, you know, as a child, you look up to Undertaker and go, yeah, I can get buried alive and wear a hat like that and some long-ass trench coat and come out slow and <laughs> grow to be seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems that seems more logical well, than, yeah. being, than, than being a Virginia cowboy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's more realistic, right? I mean, it makes more sense. You know what? I'm waiting for the day. I don't know if it's ever happened wrestling at all, but what about the Amish? I mean, how come the Amish has never been portrayed? Oh yeah, did you, didn't you see Roadkill in ECW? Did you did you watch ECW? Not too much. I wish I. I mean, I watched it on YouTube and all that, but like when it was on, I did not. That was something that I didn't get to watch. Okay. Well, I think um, as far as like uh, 
being the age being the age that I am and coming through being a wrestling fan and living in Philadelphia, being a ECW fan was just kind of a sort of built in thing, but they had a character who was in a tag team with Danny Doring and his name was Amish roadkill. And he was okay. the chicken choker. He was, <laughs> <"Arr!"> <laughs> <the> chicken. <laughs> yeah. And he just, uh, what? I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't doing a, a heck of a lot to represent Amish people. No, no, they don't do. I don't, well, I mean, maybe they choke their chicken. I don't know. Jeremiah is probably in his bedroom with a candle on. You know, who knows? Especially when he got a silhouette looking like a pair of tits. I mean, it's it's the best he's gonna get until he gets married, and that's not good. <laughs> what if what if there was a what if there was an Amish. What if there was an Amish daytime talk show that aired grievances between Amish people and it was hosted by Jerry Rumspringa? Oh, yeah. We should make this happen. Yeah, how much would it, how much do you think it would take for an Amish person to, to be on television? I mean, I know, I know they're not really much for technology, but I'm pretty sure somewhere down there in their little hearts, they want to be at least they want a little taste of it. I'm not talking about Run Springer. I'm not talking about when they're doing that. I'm talking like older generation still in that whole thing. Like I want to see that. I want to see a tag team, the Mennonites versus the Amish. That's what I want to fucking see. The Mennonites of Columbus. Yes. <laughs> the Amish in New York, man. I'll tell you what, you know, like especially in the southern tier in this state, you'll see a lot of Amish people. And to be honest with you, they're really nice. Like, I mean, maybe to my face, but then when I leave, they're probably like, these fucking technology people or devils. They call like, that a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with their haircuts. I understand that they don't use trim clippers and all that stuff, but their hair, they're just, man. They're just freeballing it. They're, they're just free-eyeing it. You know what I mean? They're eyeballing it. You think they, uh, you think they groom downstairs? Do you think they... Uh, no, Not at all. Think, no, I doubt you think, it. I think the, you think when they uh, take off those dresses and those pants, it's like a fucking full-grown '70s forest down there. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nation of pubation. There's yeah. all, all types of, uh, grizzly sites. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't, I don't think they're using that, uh, that, that beard stuff that jukebox gingers, uh advertising for i don't think they're using that for their pubes or anything but i mean i, I mean do, you have to you have to really question the supply chain of a, of a product like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's getting it to the amish people i know well i mean i do deliveries and uh they 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 have deliveries from us so um i don't think it matters if they're not the ones driving the truck or mm, okay. using the computers i think it you know the products I think are fine. I am questioning though their bathing techniques because sometimes if you walk by them, you may not, you may or may not be smelling bo. Can can I mean, can can we acknowledge real quick that we were on that we were on we were on Dylan's podcast with that Sean guy and he was talking about growing up uh, in Mennonite lifestyle. Yes, and I automatically was asking about the bo. And I was automatically asking about. I, I was like, 
oh man, I've never talked to somebody who's done this. So I have to ask all these questions real quick. Right, right. It, I, I made it kind of weird real quick. Hey, well, that's what I do too. I mean, when I have guests on here, the first thing we talk about is uh, dicks and stuff. I mean, that's just, you know, that's like an icebreaker. You know, it can be awkward for some people, but that's what this is about here. In this I, don't, I don't know if I've ever used my dick as an icebreaker. Oh, that, could that, could, that could hurt. Wait, the you know. ice. <laughs> the ice might crack. It might shatter. I don't know. But that's the yeah. thing. That's how you do this. Uh, it's yeah. just, yeah, it seems like it would be too cold and it would be all shrunk up. It is cold down here. Oh, I mean, just even now it's chilly. That's why I'm wearing this fucking hoodie. Yeah, dude, you're all, you're all jacking it up. I'm comfy, man. This is, this is the good times. Um, yeah, so you've wrestled in the ROC, I think you said, right? You've wrestled in Rochester, New York? I have, yes. I have right. wrestled in Rochester, New York. Um, I know we'll talk about Brody Lee in just a moment because I actually do want to talk about him. But um, there's a guy, he doesn't wrestle anymore. His name is Eric Eminon. I don't know mm -hmm. if you ever met him or wrestled him. or um, It's been years since I've talked to him, but um, yeah, dude. How is he like, man? I love the guy. He's, he's yeah, like I love him. Yeah. He's, he's a sweet kid. He's a sweet kid. And I, 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 I'm not really enjoying calling him a kid. Cause he's an adult man who has kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, right. It's crazy. <laughs> and <laughs> so when I first met him, he was just this little skinny kid. So, but I, I also knew, um, I also knew he came, he came, he was teaming with this guy, Thomas, Brewington, Tommy, Tommy Brewington, and they were in a team called the IndyCard Mafia. Yes, yes, yeah, IndyCard Mafia. Yep. And to Tommy was trained by my friend Ron, Ron Starr. What? And when Ron Starr was running a show in PA, he brought Tommy and Eric in, and I got to hang out. With it had to have been 2017. It was probably the last time I saw him. Sounds but uh, him him and I were texting a bunch recently. So Oh really? I mean, yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, yes, I do know Eric. Yes. Small world, man. Small world. Yes, we're all in it. Yeah. Like I remember when he had like long hair and stuff, and then he like shaved it all off and just like grew out that beard. And I'm just like, man, he's really going for a different look now because I was so I was so used to him with the long hair and just clean shaving and all that. I think that was when he I think who, who was it? Uh Brian Eminon. Is that Bri yeah, I knew Brian, yeah. Yeah, Brian was, was Brian. Brian was buff as hell. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but <laughs> he, it was funny because uh, that was I. I say the the first night, not just I, but uh, we say TNE, uh, Team New Era, my tag team with Matt Bomboy. Yeah, uh, our our first night as a team was in Rochester against Eric, uh, uh, not Eric, Brian Eminon and this dude Trip. And they were called the Spot Monkeys. Okay. And it, and it was, it was me, Matt Bomboy, and uh, Cryptic Keegan against the Spot Monkeys and this guy Kaz. I don't remember much else about that guy. Kaz. That name sounds familiar. K A Z, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that name. But I don't know anything else about the guy, and I, I wouldn't even. But I remember <laughs> the, the the funny thing was was like. When we were trying to call the spots, uh, Brian said to me something like, 
yeah, we're just pretty much going to do a Hardy Boys match or whatever, whatever <laughs> it was. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, it was a whole different world, that Rochester area. It um, is. As far as independent wrestling goes, like they're 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 um, their professionalism isn't the same. Yeah, I've heard some things about that, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't confirm that or not. So. Right, right, right. Um, um, I I have a couple people that I still talk to from there that I'm friends with. Um. This guy, uh, Tiger Smith, uh, he was up there. His, uh, his name was uh, his name was Hobie. Okay. And, and he, um, <laughs> when we went for that show, when we went for that show, we we stayed at Hobie's house. And he's gonna hate me if he hears this. Uh, <laughs> we stayed we stayed at Hobie's house, and uh, and people in Rochester have these weird accents. I'm sure you know it. Uh, so, uh, when we, when we went into, when we went into, well, I want to say upstate New York, when we went into Hobie's apartment, there was just Batman everywhere. Every, like oh, really? the wall, everything covered in Batman. And I know he has like a, uh, he has like a son, like a young son and, uh, Hobie's wife walks in at the same time as us. And she goes, his real name is Adam. She's like, Adam loves comics. His favorite is Batman. What? She spe- she she talk like that? The, the accent, the accent. The Adam loves Batman. Adam. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. I'm, I don't really hear that too often. I just know a few people who have that accent who happen to be from upstate New York. That's not me. Ah. Uh. Well, at I, least know, like, I know uh, the women that I know who are from upstate New York have that accent. Yeah, I mean, I I've, I guess I've heard it a few times, but like I never thought much of it. But like I know, like so, for instance, there's a place called Chilai, spelled like chili, or Charlotte, it's spelled like Charlotte, and like things like that. Some people can't like pronounce that stuff, which is funny because to me it's just nothing. It's like everyday thing, or uh, Aronicoit. People are like, what? They look at that and they go, what? What does that say? I go, it's Ironicoy. <laughs> so they're Ron-a-coy? like, I, yeah, it's Iron Dequite. It's from the Native Americans and stuff. Oh. So, like, it's pretty dope how many like different towns here are like in that category. Mm-hmm. But then you go like down to the southern tier and they even have things like there's a town that's spelled like N U N D A. And when I first was going to pronounce it, I was going to fucking butcher it and call it Nanda, like Nanya business. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, it's Nunday. I'm like, where the hell does that even come from? Mm. How do they? How do they? How do they come up with these things? Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. There, sh- there should be like a quiz show about it. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, exactly. Does Ro- Rochester have garbage plates? Is that a thing that Rochester has? Absolutely. Okay, explain to me what that is. Garbage plates. All right. So for those of you listening here on this show that have never heard of what a garbage plate is, it could be anything like cheeseburgers, hot dogs. I've seen it with Philly style. And this is a great one. Philly style cheese, Philly style garbage plate. You can get choice of Mac uh, Mac salad. You can put beans in there, baked beans. You could put like home fries, French fries. 
you just mash it all together on a plate. And you, the, the key thing, though, here's the key thing, is the meat hot sauce. You got to have the meat hot sauce. If you don't have the meat hot sauce, you ain't got yourself a garbage plate. Sorry. It's not a real garbage plate. You got to have the meat hot sauce. That shit is scrumptious. And it's addicting. So Nick Tahoe's, they're the original. And there's all kinds of different uh, restaurants out here with their own different concoctions of it. Like some people call it the trash plate or, you know, they got other different names like Bill Gray's, which is a local restaurant here in the ROC. They call theirs the great plate. And then there's Tom Walls that call it the junker plate. There's, There's all kinds of like different names. So yeah, garbage plate, man. Have you ever had one? I think so. I think so. Uh, I went to a, a place that was serving them, and I got something, but I don't really recall what it was because it was so long, it was so long ago. Yeah, and it's a lot of food, like literally. And what I like to do is get two cheeseburgers. I get the French fries, the Max salad. I put that nice meat hot sauce all over it. Smother that shit in mustard, onions. You get all that stuff together. Put some ketchup on there, if you will. And just you dive right in. You dig right in like you're dining at the Y and you're just going to enjoy yourself. It feels, all, like, all heart, it feels like heartburn to me. Like, well, just can. Hear, like I get heartburn hearing about it. Yeah, well, you can. I mean, that hot sauce, depending on who's making it, it might be spi- a little extra spicy, depending. Or you can get yourself a jar of old Lordy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's a, it's a hot sauce. Uh, that's oh. here, actually, based in the uh, in the town of Webster. Okay. So, yeah, we got that all over. There. I mean, it, the ladies that make it scrumptious. The ladies are scrumptious. No, that, well, I mean, they're nice ladies. <laughs> the one lady that I know, she's a nice lady. Denise, shout out to Denise. Shout yeah. out to Denise and your hot sauce. The hot sauce. Yeah, the hot sauce. Scrumptious hot so- hot sauce. Always. Uh, <laughs> Brody Lee, man. I want to talk about Brody Lee real quick. Please do. This, um, yeah, this this hit hard, especially for the fans out here in the ROC. You know, he was hometown hero. So I met the guy a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Met him in a place, uh, actually one of the restaurants here. And then I saw him at the bank I go to because he used the same bank. Um, yeah, this was a hard one. So what's your thoughts on Brody Lee, man? Like, how do you think he was? Do, do you think, what, what, what is his uh, legacy to you? Um, just a, just a right, just a righteous dude. Like just a rad dude. Like he was a real cool dude to be around. Anytime I was ever at a show with him, he was always smiling and friendly. Uh, and I, I have a distinct memory of, uh, leaving a show and going to a sheets and him also being at that sheets and like coming over and chatting with me and just catching up and being like, all right, I'm out of here. You jobber. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just, just a sweet guy. I don't really have much. Uh, I don't have much, much to say because I don't want to claim like I like know him and that we were ever really friends, but right. like, I know I, I met him a few times. I've been on shows with him and um, I hung out with him at a sheets once. Yeah. No, I, yeah, same here, man. I've only met him a few times. Right. Um, it's been, it was a really pleasant experience. So I was really pushing for him, man, especially when he left WWE, went to AEW, became Brody Lee again. 
And I was like, dude, this is it, man. This is where he can finally shine. You know, in his last match with Cody Rhodes, thought that was pretty decent. And then shit hit the fan. And, uh, uh, and I was just like, where is he? You know, and they didn't really say anything about it. Actually, they didn't uh, say anything about it at all. My my old roommate, my my, my good friend, uh, many times guest on this show, Ash Samuels, um, <clears throat> also, also, a.k.a. a different name, I won't say. But, uh, <laughs> but he actually, he actually, um, gave Brody Lee the name Brody Lee. Oh, he, he, he's told the story on the show before, but it was, it was more based around and it wasn't based off of Brody. It wasn't based off of uh, Bruiser Brody or anything. It was based off of the fact that he said he looked like Jason Lee from Mallrats. Ah. And okay. in Mallrats, in Mallrats, he was Brody, right? Bro, yeah. The main character in Mallrats was Jason Lee's Brody. Yeah, it's been a while. Mallrats. I'm a, I'm a I'm a massive Kevin Smith fan. That's um for sure something. Chibuchi's man. Something that's on my bucket list is to be like principal in a Kevin Smith film. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, dude, that's one. That's definitely one of. I would, I would like. <laughs> it's weird because I could talk about this kind of stuff when it comes to, like, entertainment business goals. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, like, I, I ideally see myself as one of the main characters on a hit sitcom. That's like something I've always really wanted to do. I've always wanted to be in a hit sitcom. And I figured out that if I'm in a hit sitcom, I can then I can then tour comedy clubs and say from this show, this guy. Yeah. And I, I wanna I want I want mainly to become a draw. I want mainly to become a draw, and I want that draw to be undeniable to every other thing I do. And yeah. I, I, I say it every single time I get the opportunity to talk on a microphone, but I always say I want somebody to go. Oh, look at this guy's acting. Look at this guy's comedy. Look at this guy's wrestling. Look at this guy's podcast. Oh, did you know that all those things, like every one of those things serves the other thing. So discovering the podcast might help you discover that I'm a wrestler. Maybe being a wrestler helps you discover that I have a podcast and so on and so forth and so on and so forth and ricochet it off of every single wall. It's funny that you say that. So, you know, I don't know, like, Within the last year, I've been kind of like thinking, you know, like life, right? Dreams, aspirations, all that shit. And I'll be honest with you, you know, when I was a teenager, I always wanted to be like filmmaker. And so I got on YouTube back in 2005, like the year it started. And me and my friends were just doing stupid, dumb shit. <laughs> I mean, like a lot of the shit didn't even air on YouTube because it was like, should we put this on the internet? Like the last thing we needed to have was our fucking parents get a nice knock on the door and there comes the fucking police department or some shit. <laughs> and it, there was a couple times where the police did get involved, but you know, we were dumb teenagers. That's what happened. So mm-hmm. like with that being said and all that, like video editing started to be like a more frequent thing. And then like, I, I just wanted to learn more about it. Life happened uh, about 2010, you know, uh, just kind of fell off the bandwagon, just stopped doing it and just kind of let life take over. Mm-hmm. 
bad decision. Bad decision. Sucks when you start like going away from something you were passionate about. Like, oh, well, I guess I got to focus on the real job, right? <clears throat> so at one point in time, and then a lot of people are going to be surprised maybe if they know me, if they don't already know this. I, uh, at one point in time, wanted to become a cop. And uh, so, you know, I was getting myself ready to do that, um, putting in applications and all that. And, of course, down the line, uh, years after the fact, I had a herniated disc. So that threw everything out of the, the question. Uh, I had a little back surgery at the age of 25. Um, you know, just I got a good paying job. So then I started just kind of like going through that. And then eventually, you know, as 30 hit, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, what am, what am I doing here? You know, I, I have, I ha, I, in my opinion, I have at least some type of talent. And I'd like to think so anyways. But I was like, all right, so what do I want to do? So then I got into podcasting in 2019. I was like, all right, I'm listening to like radio shows and shit. Uh, you know, I, I, I like I like different topics. I like talking about different shit. Uh, wrestling, paranormal, hot topics happening today, society, comedy, whatever it is, I love it. And so I was like, all right, this is cool. But then that itch came. I'm like, fuck, I need to get creative again, man. Like, I, I need, I love filmmaking. So now I'm like on this like crusade to like get my, my, my talent, like everything back. So that's why I like started this vlog on my uh, new YouTube channel. I'm like, I need to start doing something creative. I love cinematography. I love just like making a vibe, the storytelling. Like, I'm still trying to get back into that, the roots of where I started. Like, being that 14 year old dipshit doing some dumbass shit, like trying to be like on jackass, throwing myself into like garbage cans and shit and like doing dumbass things to like actually making something out of it. So it's funny that you said that, like wanting to do different things and like having them branch off into each other, like podcasts, filming, all that shit. Like, I don't know, man, like that's why I wanted to do this well, because it's, it's like a dream of mine, you know? I think, I think that's a facet as well that I, that I um, that I, I neglected to mention there was like the acting and the filmmaking and 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 all of that aspect of it, like all of the the stuff I've done as far as like even just like I've done a lot of like background acting and stuff like that. So yeah. just inside of like oh let's IMDb this movie and then see this guy who happened to walk around in the background. <laughs> oh, let's see let's see what let's see what let's see what fight security guard does with his spare time yeah and then and then find and then stumble across the podcast but yeah. the 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 part that i wanted to mention to you uh i i wanted to make sure i stated it on the record uh how how rad it was to be able to uh have you spend the currency of your effort and your attention here with me, oh, and, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's 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 something that isn't appreciated enough. Uh, but the thing is, like, <sighs> the competition for your attention is everything else, and there's so many other things besides chatting with me, or there's so many other things besides listening to me. So anybody who ever listens to anything I've ever done. Uh, whether or not it's repetitive and whether or not I talk about the same stuff every single time, uh, the, the fact that you pay attention enough to know that I say the same stuff all the time. Because the thing is, man, uh, when I'm talking to somebody, it's not always somebody who's listened to all the episodes, who know all the topics I ever talk about, 
So if a story comes up that's relatable to what we're talking about, and this is what I always say, like, um, you, whenever I say something that you feel like could you could apply it to your life, yeah, take it from me. You you can credit me if you want to. If you don't, whatevs. As long as it's it's as long as it's something that you've got that you can pay forward. Yeah. And that's that's uh, I, I think that way about my my wrestling matches i think that way about my comedy everything i want there to be some type of takeaways whether or not you think of me or if you say something of me or if you make reference to it being me as long as that thought crosses your mind and you smile a little bit whether you say it or not just the fact that you thought about it like so i always make sure i'm like oh make sure if you take nothing else away from this make sure you take away this make sure make sure if you take nothing else away take away the fact that I'm very grateful. I'm very, very grateful for, for all the time that you've uh, chatted with me. And this has been, this has been really fun. I have just a couple other things and then I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. First, first, I, I know I made the joke about it earlier in the show, but I wanted to, I, I wanted to make sure that I stated those things on the record to you because this is, this is um, this is gonna continue to exist, whether or yeah. not either one of us do. This will still exist. So I wanted to say to you on the record, the how how psyched I was that this is the beginning of our of our connection and our friendship. But I wanted to also give you the opportunity to say or ask me anything uh, in in these in these few moments. And I know I made the joke about like, oh, let's just act like it's your show right from the start. But but for sure. You you're wearing the interview hat right now, the interviewer hat right now. Oh shit! I thought it was a Finley hat. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, so that's that comes natural to me because I've been doing this three years. Um, mm -hmm. so it's kind of funny to sit on this side of the room where I'm actually being interviewed and shit. Like, so that's it's always something that I'm just trying to like humble myself with. Like, okay, I can't be asking too many questions. It's not my show. But no, man. Like, you know, I, I really do appreciate the time you're giving me here, man. Because I, you know. I've suffered from social anxiety and shit like all my life. So talking wasn't the easiest thing. And to be honest with you, a lot of people that know me know I'm kind of quiet. So when I get behind this microphone, this is where it is, man. Like this is where I'm trying to like get my, it's like a coping thing. So that's all, that's also why I got into podcasting and shit. You want to um, turn your off mic self into your on mic self? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta have something to express yourself with. And I, I love cracking jokes and shit. I'm, I'm always like cracking inappropriate jokes at all different times. So, uh, yeah, I just, you don't. know what I think about sometimes too, like when I think about, I think about, um, me pre podcasting, like me, who I was in wrestling locker rooms, like way less vulnerable, way less open to discuss things with anybody and way more on the defense about a lot of things because like nobody did like people didn't like know me, know me and didn't have the opportunity to do so. Right. And with this, if somebody really wanted to know who I was, they could comb through some stuff yeah, and realize yeah. and 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 kind of understand a little bit better who I am. And especially especially like guys who I want to work with in the future. Yeah. I want to have conversations with them on the podcast and sort of like see how we can collaborate in ways. So uh, that being said, back to your asking me questions. <laughs> yeah, man. You said you like, so you have an interest in film and all that shit. Like, <clears throat> so that's really, that's, that's really awesome. Cause we have a lot of 
things in common here. We love wrestling. We love film, comedy, all that shit. So, um, God, man. So I really want to like get back into film again. Right. So like I'm doing the vlogs and all that, which, you know, those, those are fun and all that, mm-hmm. but I really, really want to like get something more going, like maybe even a short film or something. And I've always thought, okay, well, what can I do? Like, I want to do, like, I would love to do comedy. I would love to do horror. I would love to do like suspense. I don't care what it is, to be honest with you. As long as it's like a good story, it makes sense. And it's something that, you know, is believable. If you get the right people to do it, it's it's going to be spectacular. If you get somebody just because you want to cast somebody in a role, it's going to be abs- absolute shit. Because, you know, maybe they don't relate to that character that they're supposed to be to playing. So... Uh, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to get at is if uh, maybe we can jot some ideas down. Maybe one of these days, kind of collaborate, maybe in person, and maybe make something happen. Because me personally, I want to do something. I have so much creativity going on in my head all the time, 24 hours, seven days a week. <laughs> it's just I don't know what other outlet to get it through. So I'm just like, all right, there's so many different ideas. I know that people would love to get involved. I'm sure so. I I am fully at your service on this. This is definitely something I I want all the time. More friends that can creatively collaborate with me on any kind of uh, film, TV, comedy, horror, short film, any any sort of thing that way. Uh, I'm I'm for it. But even if it comes to any other thing that you're trying to do that that you would perhaps uh, want an uh, resource for that maybe you think I could help you in some way, even yeah. if you feel, even if you feel, man, if you if you feel at any point that uh, you you maybe just are alone and need a friend, and you need to have some judgment free conversations with somebody, if you need yeah. some advice in any way, I'd love to be that resource for you, and I I say it all the time on here and I, I truly mean it. And then, and, and I think that that might be why sometimes I repeat some things like a lot. And maybe one day when I'm, when I'm older, maybe, and I lose my ability to, to speak, I'll want to go back and be able to listen to what these conversations were. And maybe I'll get sick of hearing me repeat the same shit all the time. <laughs> but, but I think that if stuff's important enough, yeah, it's, it's got value and it has the value in repeating it. And if those lessons get picked up, if I'm throw if I'm throwing that powder out and some of it lands on something, then uh, it's it's worth throwing it out a bunch of times. Absolutely. I know there's times where I catch myself maybe telling the same story on my podcast, uh, but I also keep in mind that maybe somebody else didn't hear it. Like you always have some people that are maybe just checking it out and then they hear the story, but they never heard it before. But then you have your loyal listeners that have heard it and we're like, okay, so they're just going to listen to it again. Which, you know, I've heard it on different radio shows and stuff where somebody, t- you know, still uh, tells the same story. I'm just like, all right, that's cool. You know, I'm not going to turn them off because, oh, it's the same shit I've heard like 10 times. I don't, it doesn't bother yeah. me. Well, like I always say, uh, I always say, at least you know I'm not lying. Right, exactly. At least, at least you know I'm story, If you hear the story honest. multiple times and, and it it's hasn't changed. Time, right. And you know that somebody's bullshitting. At, at least you know I'm being honest. Right. Exactly. You know, honesty is key. Like that's one of my main things in life. Um, respect, honesty, just genuine, like 
people that are genuine. Now you, I, I, I definitely get this, this nice, genuine feeling. I love it. That's why I think we have a good thing going here. This conversation has been like, I don't even believe it. I can't believe it's been an hour and 15 minutes. Like it doesn't even make sense to me. So like when I have that happen, I'm just like, okay, that was a good show. Yeah, if I have yeah. a guest on here, which I haven't really had, but if I maybe once, I I don't even remember if who it was, but maybe once I was kept I kept looking at the watch or my my clock, and I'm like, oh shit, maybe this is going on a little too long. But bro, bro, have, has that ever happened to you? When you're interviewing somebody, and and it's going in such a way where you're like, this feels like it's been going on forever. And then you look at the clock and it's you look at the top left of the screen and it says it's only been 30 minutes. And you're like five minutes. It's only it's only been five minutes and only Jesus been twice. Like I I I hate to I'd hate to cut it sure just to just to make up for the fact that this guest sucks. But. No, I I don't think it no, I've never had anything like that. Um I think the only time I really had a problem with like and it wasn't really the guest's fault. It was somebody, it was one of my co-hosts' fault. He was like sitting down here. I'm like, okay, maybe we're just gonna chill and watch the, the segment or whatever. But now nah, they were like talking and shit and getting loud. And I was like, I, I had to cut through the interview and say, Hey, dude, listen, we're doing an interview. They they travel here, they traveled here to talk to us, and you're gonna like interrupt them by being loud. Like, that's disrespectful. You know what I mean? So I that was probably the only time I really had a true problem during an interview. But other than that, it was never about the guest. Like, I never had a bad guest. Um, and when that day, if that day comes, it's <laughs> going to suck. I'm going to feel like a dick. <laughs> bro, bro, can you have me as a guest on your show just so I can tank it? Yeah, I would love that. I mean, we I'm tank just, it already as it is every I'm week. I'm going to be like, I'm gonna be like uh, I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> uh, uh, I, thought uh, I thought you guys talked to my people. They gave you stuff, stuff that I wasn't going to discuss. Oh, we're going to be talking about the size dildos you like to use. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I never, I never, um, I never uh, paid quite attention to the size of them. No, uh, no, no, I don't, I don't uh, have Just, any. Yeah, I can't say I do either, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just saying if you're in the market for one, what would be the first thing to go for? The would it need to be glass? Would it need to be rubber? What color does it need to be? Purple, maybe nice magenta with some green stripes through. I don't fucking know. I'm just well, you saying. can never go you can never go wrong with some purple, in my opinion. No, no, no for that. Well, it's like San Andreas back in the day. They had the purple dildo in there and shit. So you could use that as a weapon. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big. That was a big one of the weapons in San Andreas, was it? I thought San Andreas was. Look, I'm not a huge video game person, but when it came to the Grand Theft Auto games when they first came out, like yeah. Vice City, San Andreas, and and Grand Theft Auto Five, still even like those. Yeah. Those are great, like time killing games. Like if, if yeah. I just want, I don't want to have to get too invested in a story because I'm not really that good at the missions. I can just walk around in the in the free world. I love to. I love to just walk up to people and just like swing at them real quick and <laughs> be and, some and like and like and like duck out of the way real quick. I love the ducking out of the way thing. I don't know why, but just like going up to somebody and or or putting in the invincible che cheat for five oh, minutes yeah. and just letting they're standing there and letting them tire themselves out trying to beat you up. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, I do love open world games though. Like I like just going through and exploring different parts of the world, even if it's like. Like San Andreas was like California, like 
Los Santos is Los Angeles and shit. Like I've never been on the West Coast. So like it's nice to kind of be able to play that game and be like, all right, if I was there, this is what I'd like to see. Even if I can go on the Hollywood sign. Right. And shit. But Vine, like, Vine, what is it called? Vinewood. Yeah. Vinewood. Vinewood. Uh, I found I found the comedy store in that game. Yes, yes. Like, and I was like, oh, I found the comedy. I found the the San Andreas version of the comedy store. I wish you could go inside, but of course there's yeah. no interior for that one. No, there's there's barely any interior places. Like you can go into some stuff, but you can't go into everything. But the one that Joe Rogan always talks about. <laughs> Joe Rogan always talks about the comedy store. Oh yeah, or he's always. Talking about I thought you were talking about the video game that Joe Rogan always talks about. Oh like, no, no, he's, he's always talking about a the video, comedy store. A, a, a comedy store video game. A comedy store video game. Can we sure, get it started? Let's get it started right now. Yeah, you become an up and coming comic, and you tank every night till you well, ma- make it good. Well, you know, like um, it it would be something that it would be so niche. The audience would be so such a niche, but it can kind of like the way Guitar Hero taught people how like and gave people a passion for learning how to play guitar. Right, this could do that for comedy. See, I, I played Guitar Hero, and I go, man, I'm so fucking glad I never became a guitarist because I would just fucking hate my fingers left and right. I would just hate it because I felt like every time I played that game, my fingers were going to fall off. I'm like, God damn, these guys earned their fucking living, man. I was not good at that game either. No? No. I was not- okay, but when it came to like that extra button you had to slide your hand over, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, man, my pinky wants to kill me. Wants to choke me out, just you know, just grab me around the throat. Do that the little whammy bar thing. <laughs> yeah, like damn, what the hell, man? We just went to uh oh, we went to the uh Strong Museum of Play last month. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard of that, but um it's a it's a pretty decent uh children's museum, but it's you know, I'm a I'm a 31 year old, five year old, so I love that shit. But them fucking guitars over there for Guitar Hero are so heavy. Like, they do not want people to steal these things. They're like <laughs> industrial-ass guitars for Guitar Hero. I'm like, man, I remember the ones that are like two ounces. They could just, you know, whirl around and not fucking care. This one here, you whirl that shit around, and you clock someone in the head, you're going you're gonna to get some murder charges. Not good. So, uh, I know you've been on lots of podcasts. You've had lots of your own podcasts. You've been guests on lots of podcasts in collaboration with uh, trying to, trying to get, trying to get press or get your show over or or something like that. In all the podcast experiences you had, all the podcast appearances you've had, what has been a question that you've always wanted to be asked, but never have been asked? Oh man. I don't know. That's a good one. That's a good question. Um, what would be my question? Uh, oh man, you're putting me on the spot. Damn. Well, what was I guess? What was my inspiration to be a podcaster? Was that would that be the question that I don't you know? Want to be asked? I don't know. I'm I'm open to pretty much anything, so I never really thought about that. I don't know. I don't really think too much about what I would want to be asked. But like, well, what's something about you that you maybe haven't shared with your your audience or your public, or uh, what is something that hasn't come out of out of your voice that you'd want your voice to say? 
I'd love to fucking entertain people. That's for sure. You know, being on a podcast, it, it limits you to a, to a point, but I think, uh, you know, and as time goes on and, and, and growth is kind of hard, you know, algorithms and shit, they like to bend you over and ram you in the ass. Um, and I, I like to throw in some jokes once in a while. Maybe, maybe some people don't understand dark humor. Understandable. I know our podcast isn't for everybody. I don't really see 85-year-old El, uh, Welma watching our podcast as she's eating oatmeal in the morning, listening to, uh, to us talk about sex and people crashing cars and blood and guts and, and just sex jokes all, the, all together and all that stuff. But, um, you know, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, discussion and all that stuff, very important. But at the end of the at the end of the yeah, I can't talk right now. At the end of the day, laughter is key. You know it. Comics know it. I want to entertain people in one way or another, even with a tongue twist fuck up I just did there. Maybe somebody's getting a laugh at me, like, oh, that fucking guy. Um, but you know what I mean, like. So you know this too. This too. We have to say if you're gonna love me for the the cool things I say, love me for the messes up that I do sometimes too. Like, hey, you know what? Can't 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 afford can't afford you you wavering fans. I want you to be un I want you to be unconditionally loving and supporting of me because I would be loving and supporting and unconditionally uh, behind whoever I listen to the most, whoever I like the most, uh, and have that have that level of grace with like oh yeah we're all humans and we sometimes can't say the words that we're trying to say yeah. I, I do beat myself up for a long time. Like I, I once had, um, <clears throat> I had Todd glass on the podcast and, and he shattered. that, <laughs> and that, that night, that night I listened back to the episode and I was like, at that point, I don't know if I'll ever listen to another episode that I've, of my podcast again. Well, I will eventually, but, definitely not on the day of because that night I was listening to it while I was trying to go to sleep and I was just going idiot, idiot, idiot. Cause I was, cause <laughs> in it, in the podcast, I was saying, um, and like every four seconds and Dude, yeah. uh, I was beating myself up for it so bad. So that would be the question, I guess that I, I could understand asking, do you rewatch or listen to your podcast? So or if you were, if you were to ask me that, I'd say, Yes and no. So yes, because I like to go back and see how it turned out from a listener and viewer's perspective. But I also like to go on there because I will, I don't know about you, but I'm, well, it's so like what you're doing right now is one-on-one. Sometimes we'll have four people in this fucking studio just reeling off some bullshit. And I won't catch something as it's happening live. But if I go back and listen, I'll catch somebody's little like joke or like little five cents of something ridiculously stupid. I'll be like, Ah, I fucking missed that. How did I miss that? <laughs> well, I like that's, doing that. That's that's great because like in the wrestling podcast, uh, Wrestle Rock, we were doing it in the studio where it would be sometimes four or five of us. Yeah, and and something I say would get like no acknowledgement, and then like <laughs> later on, it would make the clips. It would make the clips show of like previously on. Yeah, previously on the show, and that joke would make it. I'm like, yeah, or it that's would make what. Yeah, for sure. It, you know, that's what sucks, though, is like if you throw in a joke and nobody acknowledges it because they didn't hear it or some shit and it just kind of loses its simmer. You can't say it again because then it loses the uh, the glimmer. You know what I'm saying? Like it loses yeah. its, 
that spark. You can't go like, hey, hey did you hear that, guys? I said this joke and like, no, uh, didn't hear it. But now everybody's like not laughing. And then the listener's like, what the fuck? He's trying to be funny, but it was supposed to be funny at first. But then they fucked up by not laughing, not acknowledging it. You know that Mitch Hedberg joke where he's like, I was walking with a friend and I said something and he didn't hear me. And then, I, and then he asked me to repeat it. And by the time we were walking, I was like, that tree that we were talking about is far away. <laughs> like it's, that's it, forget, forget it. Yeah. That tree is far away. So is this old lady sitting by me, man. She's far away. Well, she's not too far away. Do you, whoa. Hello. Yeah. Different, different, different uh, camera angle. So that's Joyce. She sits over there during the show. Okay. I actually just got that nice Tomb Raider poster from my old gym that just closed on Saturday. One of the most depressing days I had to go through in the recent times. Been there for so long, and then they just closed. So I was like, fuck, man, I got to get a piece of this gym. Like, so the guy who owned the place, he's like, you want something, take it. Is that signed? No, no, I wish it was. Okay. Yeah, that would have been great, huh? So it was, a, it was a world's gym, right? Yeah, world's gym, yep. I, I think I saw the post on your Instagram. So it 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 closed and you took a Tomb Raider poster? Why was there a Tomb Raider poster in a gym? I don't know, man. He had a whole bunch of stuff, like a lot of like muscle, like bound posters and stuff. Arnold's signed posters. Obviously, he took those. He took right. uh, all those posters that were signed and stuff. But I've been looking at this thing for so long. I'm like, it would make sense. I mean, I don't think a uh, half naked dude ripped shredded with bustles and shit would look good in the studio, but fucking Lauren Croft, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. You got, you can't go wrong with that. God damn. You gotta, you, you can't, Zoli, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You gotta have peak. her in the studio. Peak. That's peak. Yeah. Staring at that for almost 10 years. And I was like, wow, I never thought I'd ever bring that home with me, but here I am. <laughs> Shit's crazy, man. But so I do a, a segment on here that I like to call audio time travel. Okay. Right. So <clears throat> what I like to do is, uh, since this 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 art this conversation this this outlet is going to outlive us, but it also, uh, let's say, it it encapsulates us into a little time capsule little time stamp on what's what's today so i say let's imagine that in 2042 2042 your wife or the people you love the most your 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 kids if if those ever exist stumble across this recording the the next words you speak are going directly to them what are you saying to them uh well, <clears throat> I I just thought about this today too. If you think that you're gonna outgrow your immaturities, um, and I'm not talking about like stupid things that you learn as you grow older. I'm not talking about being liars and, and deceitful people like you are when you're five years old and you're telling mom that uh, you you didn't steal from the cookie jar, but you did. Um, but like the little inside jokes, you know, the little the the humor that makes you laugh, the imagination you have inside that makes you you um embrace it it will not it will not go out of style i'm 31 years old 
and the jokes and stuff that made me laugh when I was 14, 15 still make me laugh today. Um, <laughs> I guess bottom line is, is, uh, be yourself. Um, I like to be upfront with things. I don't like, uh, any bull crap. I like to just be upfront with stuff. Like if something's bugging me, like I always had problems with like communication, uh, just because, you know, and social anxiety is not the best of things for that. But at the end of the day, don't take any crap, explain and express yourself the best way you can possible. And just ultimately be yourself, you know, just be genuine, be legitimate, you know, just, there's not too many people out there like that, but you know, it's just, you got to be yourself. That's all I can say, man. Cause throughout, throughout the years, throughout the years, you, you know, you might see yourself going, wow, that guy, like for instance, the undertaker or whatever, right? You look up to this guy, you're like, okay, let's try to be like him. So the next thing you know, you're riding a motorcycle in the school and you're wearing a bandana, beating people with biker chains. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. But what I'm saying is, you've done it now. Be somebody that you're not. You know, <laughs> take what you look after as a role model and just build yourself up with that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm trying to be inspiring here, but you know, just some legitimate shit here the way the way we wrap up every episode is uh i will ask you and this this is funny because i've already referenced this twice in this episode but i will ask you hypothetically hypothetically i've gifted you this show okay and this has been your pilot episode of evolving with m-bomb the in a very jerry springer's final thought type of way wrap up the takeaways from this episode and maybe maybe give somebody something that can inspire them to become a better version of themselves tomorrow as they are today than they are today yeah and how would you how would you do that take your vitamins say your prayers do one of these uh i don't i don't know man just look if you got aspirations if you want to do something and you have people telling you that it's all not going to be what you think it is and that you can't do it, you should just go and live in the real world and just forget about your dreams. That's nonsense. Okay. I don't care if you're on YouTube. I don't care if you're making music and you're playing in local shows. I don't really care what it is. I don't care if you're an independent wrestler, if you're an independent filmmaker, uh, independent podcaster. We're not all Joe Rogan, right? Uh, just do it. Even if you're not going to become a multimillionaire celebrity, just do it. Because you know what? You don't want to be like 40, 50 years old and you've worked your most of your life and go, God damn, I did nothing that I actually wanted to do. I've worked my life away all these years. And for what? What are you going to do with that? So yeah, you made good, maybe a good living or whatever. Maybe you made some money. You have a house or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you didn't do what you wanted to initially, like that's where I'm at right now. Like I want to just do things that I always wanted to do. Just fucking do it. You know, you want to make a comedy? Go make a comedy. Look at Kevin Smith, man. Look where he's at. That motherfucker dropped out of school, like film school, and he made it. And everybody else that graduated at film school, you don't even know who the fuck they are. They don't exist. So bottom line is, is do whatever you want to do. Just do whatever makes you tick. Like, that's what I love about you, man. You just fucking keep going at it with professional wrestling. You go with comedy. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks 
doesn't matter. You know, it's not, and I understand this whole thing is cliche, but it's not always about the destination. It's always about the journey, right? Yeah. But there's always I mean, stories to be told. I, I, I intend on continuing to do this podcast for the rest of my life. Because when you stop evolving, you start you start dying. Yeah. So I, I intend on the 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 part of it that I think is uh, important, this crucial part of it is calling it evolving with Corey Castle because it's not it's not just called that because I'm the guy who hosts it. It's because if you start listening to it from when I first started it, when I was 33, and at this point I, I'm I'm 38 now. Like I'm hopefully definitely not anywhere near the person I was when I first started. When I had ideas and pictures of it, I just wanted to make sure that this was kind of the kind of show that I'd want to hear if I wasn't me. Right. If I was somebody who was into all the same stuff I'm into and can't really can't really find one show that encompasses all those things, then why not make that show? And that's kind of how I feel about any other kind of art that I'm doing. That's why I would feel that way about comedy acts. That's like when you, we see somebody do a joke as a comic, and you go, ah, damn, I wish I wrote that joke. That's such a good joke. That's this, the same way I feel about having this show. Right. I heard somebody would, would listen to this podcast and be like, oh, man, I, I, I definitely would want to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Well, so, that's just it, man. It's like the aesthetic and the vibe. So, like... With the studio, I love. I'm I'm just a light. I'm a sucker for lights. I love lighting. It, it's just I have so many lights that I want to put in here still, and I already have a lot of lights in here. This fucking thing's so bright, it like washes us out when we're doing the show. So I'm like, I'm trying to find another light for that. But like, yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, you want to watch, you want to make something that you would want to listen to or watch, right? So it'd be like, I I would hope that it would add value to anyone's life would listen to it and maybe they would have quality takeaways uh per episode that would would have mass appeal yeah and it would be valuable to anybody and everybody who would listen to it so i just i I just um i that's the the whole idea behind me having the drum the whole idea behind me continuing to beat my drum because I'm going to continue doing it. I'm going to continue doing it until everybody starts listening to it. People go, wait. Uh, oh, look, there's a little echo on it. Oh, man. Hello, hello. But, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of people who notice that frequency, I think, yeah. will be helpful to me. Yeah. Consistency, and man. Consistency you know? is the key. So like, you know, you got this nice little setup here, remote guesting. I need to get this going too. I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Okay. But I definitely want to get you and Jukebox and a couple other guests on here. That'd be great if I could do it because I like what you got going on here. I love the colors in the background. Like I'm looking at that and it's it's enticing. You know what I mean? Well, uh, honestly, I, I, I tell anybody who uh, seems interested – that if there's any way I could help inspire you in any way, if I could answer any questions, if I could be any kind of resource for you, I could help you get any kind of guests or help you do anything that's within reason. 
and I, I constantly say, man, my my social media is right here on the screen. Yeah. At at Corey Castle everywhere, and I say that with then saying, I am not a hard person to get in contact with. If you want to talk to me, I'm a real person, and I'll reply to you. Yeah. So uh, the only things I really don't reply to are just hey's when people say hey or. <laughs> Or if they open up with, can you do something for me? Or can you do me a favor? Uh, I'm not answering those. I'm leaving those, you directly on red forever. Those and, and those long ass fucking like, oh, you can promote it on this. And they have like all these links and shit. I'm like, right. Those, those aren't real people. Those are no, just, just bots. garbage bots. Unfortunately, that's what the world's turning into is a bunch of fucking robots. Which is why every time I go on the show now, I say the dead walk among us because it feels like they are, man. It's like the dead walk among us every single day. There's no room left in hell. The no, dead will no. walk the earth. That's right. Do, do you have any impressions? Do you do any good impressions? <laughs> I do. <laughs> what is your What is your best impression? Oh God, I don't know, man. I mean, I can talk about me riders from Microsoft Hunger Force if you want me to talk about me riders. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like every time I try to get a rise in my world, I just go, "Hey, hey bro, it's me. I'm getting a rise. I want to get a rise with the captain." And I could like do, you know, Beavis and Bye was probably one of the most uh, frequent ones I did back in school. Oh yeah, so everybody, much. everybody had the Beavis and Butthead for years. Oh yeah, like I knew, I I knew kids. <laughs> that were doing beers and butthead that didn't stop doing it still have not stopped doing the <clears throat> like that. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, butthead. shut up. Butthole. Uh, no way. Dumbass. I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, yeah. I want to see you try. I asked that question to every guest towards the end. And I just asked them if they'll, do in in whatever their preferred impression is to say that the the tagline and how I close out every episode. Yeah. Which I usually I usually say be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Yeah. So in your best whichever impression you want to choose, say be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Be fun, have safe, and keep evolving. Like me, bro, because I'm mood wild. <laughs> Fucking love me wide. Anybody, anybody who's uh, stuck around this whole time, uh, thanks so much for joining the podcast. If this is your first time checking out the show, really, really super appreciate it. Make sure you hit subscribe, comment below. I want to know you exist and be fun, have safe, keep evolving.